0: The red light is on. So it (laughs) is. Damn it. (laughs) Quiet on set. Quiet on set.
1: Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of Cinema Decon deconstructing and overthinking the movies of our younger years. My name is Steve, and on this podcast, we will revisit the movies that we keep in the back part of our minds as flawless masterpieces, untouchable by any criticism, and hopefully they stay that way. Join us as we rewatch a randomly selected movie from our list of 300 plus from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. With me on this journey is my co-host, a guy
0: who always has what plans crave, Aaron. How are you tonight, Aaron? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. Last week was a nice change of pace for me. Uh, I was able to go home over the Labor Day weekend uh, back in uh, which, lovely Wichita, Kansas, and see my family, which I haven't been able to do since last September because of the whole COVID thing. I usually try to get back at least once a year over Thanksgiving or Christmas, and it, it kind of killed it. So it was definitely a nice break from the normal day-to-day grind. That's good.
1: Uh, yeah, We got a chance to go up to see uh, my, my wife's family, my in-laws in Pittsburgh. That was a good trip. Over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Now, if I'll say one thing about airline travel,
0: it hasn't changed. Not at all. No, other than <laughs> you no, know, other than having to wear a mask the entire yeah. time, everything else is the same. Yeah, I'm not being facetious
1: or anything. It was like identical, like nothing had changed at all. I guess I was expecting a little bit of, you know, I don't know, distancing or something, but no, no. The planes are
0: planes and everybody's elbow to elbow and butt to nut. Yep. Got to get that money, son. So what we do here at Cinema Decon is a rewatch of an old movie in the hopes that they're still as good as we remember them. Then Steve and I meet up, talk about it, point out our high and low parts, and give it a rank and place on our mega list. Before we watch
1: our target movie, we first record our memories and recollections of it. Then we proceed to go and watch said movie. So far, our memories have been both perfect and completely wrong at the same time. So this is episode 10, The Big 1-0 Milestone. Did you think we'd get this far?
0: (laughs) While I had no doubt that we'd make this many episodes, considering how many separate conversations we've been able to have in the past, solely on movie quotes, uh, I never thought we'd be able to, uh, or I never thought there would be this many people actually listening to us, considering how many of our coworkers and friends used to make fun of us for doing that all the time.
1: Make fun of us and then join in
0: with their own opinions. (laughs) Also, yes. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, the the making fun of was definitely part A, and then uh, part B was then possibly joining in or correcting us, or <laughs> at least trying to correct us, because we are flawless.
1: Perfection is unattainable.
0: You're going to keep <laughs> using that one, aren't you? It's
1: a great line. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Not of gods, because he is
0: found. <laughs> Also, a few items worthy of note is Cinema Decon has been featured on Podchaser's Top 60 Podcasts Discover in September, which is pretty amazing. Uh, we feel very honored in here. That's kind of one of the first big call outs that we've had. So uh, thank you for that.
1: Yeah, it, it, definitely honored to be on there. There's a, a lot of good podcasts on there and you know all of them worth a listen. Uh, several of them are friends of ours in the podcasting you know, pod nation, but ours first you know make sure you go to ours first yes and on that note we also have a few nominations for the discover pod awards 2021 and if anyone out there wants to help the show please give us a vote in either the new show category or the tv and movies category we'd appreciate it you know i don't think they're you don't really get anything for it you
0: just kind of congratulations but it'd be nice i think it'd be pretty cool it'd be very cool uh, and also, voting for us in any other category would also be nice, but would make absolutely no sense whatsoever.
1: Yeah, we're we're not really on the uh, the true crime and uh... <laughs> just wait till we get we... to LA Confidential or uh, or
0: uh, the Black Dahlia, or something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> we will put links to both the Discover Pod Awards and the Top Sixty Podcasts to Discover in September in the show notes, so feel free to check those out. Today's movie is the 2006 cult classic Idiocracy, directed by Mike Judge, written by Mike Judge, and Ethan Cohen, starring Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Dax
0: Shepard, and Terry Crews. This week's episode is brought to you by Carl's Jr. Extra big-ass fraud. Because they pay me every time I say it. And I like money i was afraid it was this episode this episode is brought to you by (laughs) buttfuckers you know as soon as you said uh we were as soon as you made the joke about us getting sued i was like well shit what can i do (laughs) buttfuckers it's the only one that's not real (laughs) brondo the thirst mutilator
1: (laughs) Thirst mutilator (laughs) so aaron what are your recollections of idiocracy
0: Oh, man. So I do remember when it first came out, I knew nothing about it other than the fact that it was uh, made by Mike Judge, the genius behind the wonderful duo of Beavis and Butthead and Office Space. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. And (laughs) it is is honestly one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's also one of those movies you can classify, like uh, I'm sure we've said before, that it was a comedy that turned into a documentary. Um, it's, it's kind of a warning tale for what, <laughs> what life can and possibly will be like 500 years from now. Um, to me, I, uh, I was more a fan of like the supporting characters on here, like Dax Shepard to me. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything specifically against Luke Wilson. Um, uh, he's just kind of monot- monotone.
1: Well, I think general.
0: that was the point. He and, was, yeah, and that's, he, and, he was yeah, the regular was, guy. Point. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he you know when people tell me to lead, follow, or get out of the way, I got out of the way. <laughs> They're like, What? Well, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's supposed to guilt you into leading or at least following. <laughs> but then between Dax Shepard and um oh, what's the girl's name? That's from uh, uh Maya Rudolph. What was her name? It's Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, thank you. Um uh, <laughs> yeah, an upgrade with two D's. Upgrade two <laughs> D's for a double dose of his pimping action. But there's there's so many good uh good cameos in here, like Justin Long as the doctor, um, and then uh, I can't remember the guy uh, the the Costco guy. <laughs> Welcome to Costco. <laughs> I love you.
1: <laughs> it's really the same for me though. I I, I knew of obviously views some Butthead and Office Space by this point. we already you know well cemented as immensely influential in our lives. Yes. And you knew that uh, Idiocracy was from the same guy, Mike Judge. You heard all kinds of rumors about how it was, you know, not promoted or not marketed. The studios didn't want it. And it kind of just faded out. Like, I never saw it in theaters. It was never there. I ended up seeing this uh, overseas. I was in Afghanistan, and it was on the shared hard drive. And it was like, holy shit, this is hilarious. This is, it was immensely prophetic, with... Not 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 necessarily hand jobs at, at Starbucks, but <laughs> full frontal every, hand jobs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> full. Well, oh no, it's full frontal lattes. It's like this.
1: This hospital is sponsored by Carl's Jr. or something. You know, it's just you like, are an I mean, unfit mother.
0: Your children are now in the custody <laughs> of Carl's Jr. Carl's
1: Jr. <laughs> uh, but yeah, being being prior service, you know, you got the army guy at the beginning. He's like, man, I I feel for this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and then. I, I hate to say documentary like you did, but it does kind of feel that way at times when you've got people in charge and you're like what in the hell are they thinking and then you see this movie it's like that this makes sense this this does make a bit of sense
0: the concept at the beginning they they lay out uh, he does like the little voiceover of how things happen and, and basically how like humans yeah the repli- uh, how how humans replicate yeah human uh, human beings no longer conform to the concept of survival of the fittest. It's now survival of the most, the, whoever fornicates the most.
1: Yeah. That (laughs) opening intro where you've got the, yeah, I'd say the privileged couple, you know, they're, they've got, they got money, they've got their
0: resources. And then you've got the, Oh no, we're, we're, we're waiting to have children.
1: Yeah, uh, we're
0: we're gonna we're gonna wait. We have our jobs. We're doing very well. And then it flashes to the football player who <laughs> scores the big touchdown, goes to the cheerleaders.
1: What oh, the fuck, all you <laughs> And you got the two family trees side by side, one that's just
0: stagnant, the other one's like pop pop pop
1: pop pop. pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and, yeah, and not to you know give away the ending, or whatever. But it's just common sense ends up kind of winning the day. But it's just. Man, this, this movie is going to be hard to explain when we actually do the review. <laughs> yeah, if
0: we keep doing this, we're basically going to review the entire movie right now. So let's, It's been a we'll while. There's going to a gonna be a
1: lot of jokes in there that I don't remember. It's oh, I, I, mean, I
0: hope so, because I want to laugh my ass off again. Because I haven't seen it in quite a while.
1: It's another movie I can't watch with the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. Oh, absolutely
1: not. I'm looking forward to this one, though. This one's going to be fun. Oh, yes. So we are. We will go off and watch Idiocracy.
0: <laughs>
1: go away, biting. <laughs> what's that show called, Oh My Nuts, or? Oh or My uh, Nuts, yeah. Or, or, or my, how balls. my Balls.
0: <laughs> oh My Balls. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave, it's got electrolytes.
1: So wait a minute, what you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water.
0: Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But brondo's got what plants crave.
1: It's got electrolytes.
0: Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. <laughs> well, I've never seen no
1: plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah.
0: Sorry, <laughs> okay, look, y- you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. brando has got what plants crave.
1: And we're back. We need to get this post-watch hit, get going before Aaron and I ruin the whole thing. Just, just chatting <laughs> 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 and quoting lines. And... We knew this was, we totally knew this was going to happen. We did, yeah. I mean, our, our pre-watch was more or less 100% correct. We've seen this movie way too many times. Way too, or not enough. But it was a wonderful revisit, and uh, I'm so glad this movie came up. It's hard to find anything oh, yes. wrong
0: with it. Nope. Uh I have a special section in all my notes for problems I noticed in the movie, and I couldn't find one, in all honesty this movie is a total I have
1: questions but not problems exactly it it, it questions in the vein of I want more yeah I want to know more about the universe I want to know how things work yeah idiocracy too the reckoning (laughs) when when the bots go wrong how how do all these things of technology function (laughs) (laughs) your floor is your floor is clean (laughs) Yeah, it's glad to see Roombas haven't improved in 500 years. <laughs> so to, to, to get going in our play-by-play of the movie, uh, we've got the fantastic intro scene of two families that show human evolution and how things are going.
0: Yeah, it's this nice little uh, overly monologue about the rules uh, like Darwinism and evolution and how uh, survival of the strongest, smartest, fastest were replaced with the beings that reproduce the most since they're the humans have no natural predators. Which I cannot fault that logic.
1: No, that that's what's scary and funny is that the logic is sound. It truly is did you catch the who the voiceover guy is through the whole movie? No, no. It's uh it's Earl Mann, the voice of NFL films. Oh nice. So you got Trevor and Carol on one side with they have high IQs. Yes, and they're they're basing their their
0: family reproduction on on the market and is it the right time? And the economy and yeah, uh, their busy schedules. And then you have Clevon, which is basing his family development decisions on his little brain, basically. <laughs> and that's it. So you got Cleavon and Trish and Brittany uh, and Mackenzie. McK- <laughs> All right, good. You got the names. I didn't. I didn't. Think I got. I got the names, names for so Cleavon, put, but not Cleavon Junior. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were two. You know how many times we'd had to pause the screen just to write all that down. So, it, so it has when Cleavon shows up, it has this nice little drawing of a family tree, which starts out simple enough with Cleavon and his, I'm assuming, wife or girlfriend, uh, and then Brittany comes in, who he accidentally uh, calls out her name. He's like, "Damn, I must have been thinking about Brittany." And then she pops up. <laughs> the thing, Brittany. Who's flashes, Brittany? Who the hell's Brittany? Which which is a weird response because we learn in the next scene that Brittany is the next door neighbor. <laughs> so what do you mean? Who is Brittany? The yeah. woman that lives next door. <laughs> so we can one can only assume that she moved next door afterwards, which is just all sorts of uh, all sorts of awkward in itself and those two get into a fight throwing things at each other at their screen doors from right next door to each other in the uh, trailer park and it was so, it
1: uh, is it Cleavon or Cleavon Jr who gets in the the accident but yet the
0: doctor says was Don't the worry he he can still reproduce <laughs> yeah he he tried jumping a jet ski into a swimming pool and <laughs> impaled his crotch on a on a steel pole in the fence pole or something But don't worry, thanks to medical enhancements, his reproductive system is still intact. And then like five other babies pop up on the family tree. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he survives and can reproduce after that. But yet poor Trevor dies while masturbating. Masturbating.
0: (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and then we're left with Carol sitting there explaining the whole thing. And then, But she froze some eggs. So as soon as the right guy comes along, which, of course, obviously means he never came along. The fun, the funnier one was when they're, yeah, they were talking about, you know, well, we can't have children in this economy with the market and everything. And then it flashes to Cleveland Jr. who just won the football game, surrounded by uh, like five or six cheerleaders, and he's just, I'm gonna fuck all of y'all. And then five, <laughs> five new names and five new babies pop up pop, pop, in, pop, 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 in the pop, tree. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop, yeah. you can't stop.
1: Yeah, the intro ends with the whole screen filled with the Cleavon family tree. And I'm sure there's some Easter eggs in there. If yeah, if someone were to screenshot it. Yeah, if we in. really wanted to screenshot it. If there's some inter- interesting ones in there, be sure and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> it fades into the opening scene of a army base near Washington, D.C., where we meet army librarian Joe Bowers, who pretty
0: much sits on his ass all day doing absolutely nothing. We get in on him and he's uh, literally sitting at his desk in the room that nobody goes to watching cops on a TV in his desk drawer. (laughs) When uh, his boss comes down with a new replacement. Did you catch who the replacement was? Uh, No, I didn't, I didn't recognize
1: him. It's a young Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. That was Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Oh yeah. LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Wow. This (laughs) movie is old. This movie is old. I want to, I mean, I don't know. He has no speaking parts. He just kind of stands there and, and he laughs when, uh, because Joe Bowers argues with the guy and says, you know, don't I need to train him? I'm pretty sure he can sit on his ass and watch TV all by himself. But this is where we get the, uh, the first line of the lead follow and get out of the way. It's supposed to scare you into East at least leading or following. Yeah. Leading or at least following. (laughs) this is my my first question is and based on my army experience how in the hell did joe bowers make corporal that's not automatic (laughs) it's got to be a (laughs) quota
0: there's there's a little bit of paperwork involved there to to get the corporal technically he was he was doing his job his job just was nothing
1: (laughs) a corporal corporals an nco he should have at least one person under but a
0: corporal was only an nco in the Marines, no, Am I wrong? Corporal. Uh, corporal, it's no. still an E four. It's still there an E four. So, is E four Specialist and
1: E four Corporal? Corporal's an NCO. Uh, so, he should have at least one person under him, some sort of leadership. But it, a Corporal, and, and I'm sorry for all the Corporals out there, uh, but it, it is the bitch NCO. So, they're the ones that get tasked with all the the crappy
0: jobs as soon as they get pinned. All right, for those of you with the hate mail, it's Steve. At cinemadecon.com, not Aaron. He said it, not me. <laughs> Staff Sergeant Steve. Oh, sure. uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll pull rank oh, on any corporals that get angry at that. <laughs> throw out that coin, boy. <laughs> Did you just. Oh, put it back in the deck. Don't make me get my coins. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right. So this is where we learn that Mr. Corporal Joe Bowers uh, <laughs> has been chosen by, and I didn't get Mike, Mike Judge, basically. I, I have him written in here as Mike Judge. I never got... It's, it's his not Mike Judge. Name.
1: It's not that Mike, Mike Judge. No, no. Mike Judge makes a cameo 20%. later as the one of the announcers for rehabilitation.
0: But no, uh, that's, that's, that's not Mike Judge. That was Mike Judge. I guess I should have looked that up. I, all this time, I assume that was Mike Judge. Unless it's him in like makeup and a pseudonym,
1: but it's somebody else credited for the role. Okay, never mind. But yeah, so the, there's a, I think he's a captain or a major. I don't, I don't remember, but he's, he's briefing uh, uh, Army higher-ups on a top secret project to hibernate a human for an indefinite amount of time. And Joe has been selected as the trial for, to
0: hibernate someone for one year. Yeah, so the theory behind it was they could take their best and brightest and freeze them in their prime so that they could wa- awaken them when they're needed most. Um, for the test, however, uh, the, he reiterates that Joe is not their best and brightest, that he, is complete, he was selected because he's completely average. And he starts going through this slideshow showing uh, line graphs and, and everything where Joe is in the average field on every single uh, criteria. And also, just as with the, the opening scene, the, the
1: logic is sound, it's something the army would do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it probably is.
0: From a scientific method, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Joe was the perfect soldier for this, but unfortunately, they could not find a female soldier that fit <laughs> that particular <laughs> level of average without any family. So they had to go to the private
0: sector. <laughs> Meet Rita. <laughs> And it just flashes to a, to a street picture of yeah. her leaning over a car. I'm like, Oh, Rita. And then the the rest of the slides are dedicated
1: to upgrade spelled with a double D for his double dose of pimping.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they had to pay the basically the payoff upgrade for him to allow Rita to do this. Uh, he also had to give uh, uh, Rita, like get rid of Rita's legal troubles and then uh, promise, upgrade some uh, skirting of certain laws. And in order to do that, he had to gain his trust. For you see... <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead. the quote, hold on. I'm looking for <laughs> it. For you see, you see, a pimp's love is very different than that of a square. <laughs> so trying, he starts going through this slideshow of him literally partying with Upgrade and all of his hose, to which he's prompted. Can we skip the logistics? So he's like, "You're sure? Fine." So he starts clicking through. Probably, and it, it, it's obvious that like ninety percent of his PowerPoint slide at this point is party pictures of him upgrade and the hookers, <laughs> and he just keeps clicking. So, bit of trivia there. Upgrade is played by
1: Scarface, the the rapper. Oh uh, yeah, who was part of the Ghetto Boys? Who did? most of the the sound soundtrack for office space yeah uh, damn, it, damn it feels good to be a gangster ah great song i read somewhere i should have noted it but the double dose of pimpin and the pimp's love is different than that of a square are actual lyrics from something so those <laughs> those were pulled from a song and i don't know who who did it or whatever but they are pulled from somewhere <laughs> pretty perfectly too the delivery by the military guy though was probably much better so uh, Joe and Rita, next scene, are being prepped for their experiment. This is where we get to see how you know, Joe's pretty much an idiot. Because an idiot in this timeline, because he is not picking up on a damn thing that Rita's saying. No. Despite her ghetto speak of you know, pa- painting and shit.
0: Yeah. i do a little this, little that. Oh, I'd love to be able to get by just doing a little this, a little that. <laughs> buddy of mine used to. Make a chainsaw sculptures and sell them at the <laughs> uh, sell them at the food mart or some.
1: Yeah. So so Rita tells him she's an an artist. Yeah. She, he thinks she's an artist. Yeah. 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 I, I'm an artist. She talks like the uh, uh, what's the that meet me outside. How how about now, girl? Oh from, yeah. Uh, like, Forgo- from the Forgoly. talk show.
0: Yeah. Cash me outside. That's what it is. That's what it is. And let's let's not give her any more media attention at this point because she's kind of died out <laughs> yeah thankfully yeah
1: so but then as there, i i don't want to say the the full quote but the army guy yeah. who was in, <laughs> in deep with uh with upgrade he comes on and what's up my n words
0: and it yeah. just shows how stupid he is <laughs> yeah and uh, obviously how how much time he spent partying with upgrade but that
1: does lead right into a great montage of the to- passing of time and what happens to that particular project and army officer. <laughs> kind of gets what's coming to him. The army officer is arrested for uh, all the things he did with Upgrade and it shows him with a gold tooth. and <laughs> Yeah, basically running his own prostitution ring. That's it, yeah. yeah. And then the, that cascades into the whole base
0: being closed down, bulldozed, Future side of Fuddruckers. Yeah, everybody basically forgets about the the project. Upgrade even gets a uh, double dose of incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back into the montage of how uh, everything was lost. Something about like the greatest minds probably could have fixed a lot of the problems that were happening over the years, but they were more focused on hair loss and erectile dysfunction. Voiceover in a movie can often be
1: distracting and pointless, but... Earl man and just because he he speaks over several points of the movie to give everyone the Mm -hmm. background and it's done very well. I agree. Uh, without the, without the voiceover there'd be, it it wouldn't be as funny really, because he's serious. He's got that wonderful monotone, uh, narrator voice and it it really, really helps paint the picture, especially when he starts talking about the
0: future. Yeah. He definitely makes it sound more like a documentary Mm -hmm. that you're watching instead of a comedy. Which that's kind of one of the points to this. So we start seeing the decline. Yeah, we start seeing uh, screenshots of the FUD Ruckers that's built on the site uh, over the years. Uh, you'll get like a half fade in uh, timeline of the years going up, but, but the IQ going down. The IQ is going down. And then you'll, it'll flash to the, the FUD Ruckers keeps getting renamed. So it was like Butt Ruckers for a while. Did you list all the names at all? I didn't. I did not catch all those, no. Um, it was it was finally ended up as buttfuckers. <laughs> um, and this all culminates uh in the year twenty-five oh five. So this is five hundred years. The great garbage avalanche of twenty-five oh five. So yeah, because one of the one of the main problems that they were saying is by around that time, human beings had completely forgot how to dispose of garbage. So they just kept piling it higher and higher, which led to this. Uh, avalanche, which forever changed the future and started the movie. Yeah. The uh, the avalanche, whatever pile of garbage that was, happened to
1: have Joe's you know, casket or container, wherever he was pod. being held. Pod. pod. Yeah, there you go. Pod. It had his pod in it and it it cascades all the way down and he ends up crashing into an apartment uh, owned by Frito Pendejo. And, and <laughs> he... Uh, is uniced <laughs> and very confused. Yeah.
0: So, like when it crashes, the, my funniest part was uh, like when it crashes through the window and all the garbage spills out, Frito, played by Dak Shepard, is sitting there watching his what looks to be a hundred inch TV, but with all the ads that are circling around it, it effectively makes it like a 40 inch TV <laughs> <laughs> that he's watching because there's all these crazy ass ads in it, including uh, an ad for butt fuckers. Uh, nasty, quietly refreshing with a rough punch. Carl's Jr., who states, if you've got $10 million, we'll deliver to your fat ass. Beer online, 12-pack <laughs> a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> uh, a TJ Friday's logo that's been changed to TJ O'Hanjobs. Um, I missed that one. <laughs> the, wonderful, the wonderful Brondo, the thirst mutilator. Um, H&R Block offering an adult tax return. And the Masturbation Network. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. <laughs> there was also flat urine, which I don't know what that is supposed to be for. <laughs> there were a couple of them I couldn't read.
1: Yeah, there was flat urine. It, I, even I, it was weird because the flat urine is one you see in the background on like buckets and stuff. I, I, don't, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even really want to know.
0: <laughs> Frito is watching the TV show uh, Oh My Balls. Yeah, he's watching it on the violence channel. And then when he crashes in, Frito's basically treats it like somebody knocked on the door. He's like, hold on. He yeah, he watching. doesn't
1: care that his apartment has just been you know, trashed.
0: All he cares about is that his show was interrupted. Because uh, he's in the middle of watching, what is was it? Owl My Balls, starring Hormel Chavez. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but so many <laughs> of the first names of people yeah. in this show are company names. There's like a guy named Belveda. There's a chick named Belveda at one point. Um, mm. I, didn't, I didn't write them all down because it, it would have just taken forever to keep pausing yeah. to write things down. But my favorite, uh, yeah, Hormel was the, was the big one. Yeah, Dr. Lexus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So he's sitting there eating what appears to be nacho cheese from a giant, like, KFC-sized tub when uh, Joe's pod starts to open up. And he keeps shushing him like, God damn it, leave me alone. I'm watching, watching my show. He finally gets up from his chair which we find out has a toilet built into it as soon as he stands up <laughs> it flushes he just grabs joe and throws him back out the window and it makes him slide down the thing of garbage and goes back to watching his show
1: yeah joe so he's tossed out of the out of the apartment and then he he stands up and he starts to kind of get some clarity of of what the hell's going on he he's looking around and the voiceover comes back and he it voiceover t- narrates what Joe is doing. He started. He's trying to talk to people. He's trying to figure out where he is. Where's the army base? But because language has changed so much in 500 years,
0: it's become a mixture of of like sl- slang, so and, hillbilly, hillbilly, yeah. valley girl, inner city slang, and various grunts. And uh, he could understand them, but when he talked normally, they all took it as sounding really pompous. Pompous and I am quoting the movie here, don't hate, faggy. <laughs> yeah, they use two words often, uh, which, and they
1: say don't hate it, we're just quoting the movie, faggy and retarded. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, because even when this movie was made, those words were not acceptable it, when this movie was made. Yeah. So I, I think that is part of the joke. Yeah. As in. That it's, we've they, regressed they, to, nobody cares yes. if those were, Yeah. Yeah, so so when we say those words in this in these contexts, you know, that's part of the movie and part of the joke of the movie.
0: Watch the movie, please. <laughs> yeah. So J- Joe of course doesn't has no idea what has happened. He thinks it's been a year for all he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh the first thing he sees is is the Buttfuckers store. And he <laughs> yeah. looks in the window and there's a ch- children's party and then he looks back up and sees the sign and it just reads Budfucker and he's, he's like the hell is going on he keeps walking around for a little bit he yeah he tries to talk to people and this is during the the voiceover which explains the the language barrier and he looks over and he sees this giant uh hospital this saint god's memorial hospital i love that and the word and the sign has been made too big to where they ran a space for the word hospital and they started (laughs) wrapping it down wrapping it down St. God's. <laughs> <laughs> St. God's Memorial Hospital. So he so he walks into the uh hospital thinking he, he there's something wrong with him. Uh the first thing he notices all the slot machines on the side. Win, win free uh, medical health care. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one, but nice. That that's what's on the slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up we're to pro, the We're probably not too looked- far off from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me time walks up to the receptionist and starts trying to uh explain how he's feeling like he he thinks there's something wrong with his head because things are all looking weird and everything. She looks completely blitzed.
1: Yeah, she she and does. She
0: she slowly looks over at him and <laughs> as he's there's, explaining the things, there's a keyboard in yeah. front of her with buttons with pictures. Like think of and n- nothing against anybody that works at McDonald's, but this is like the keyboards that they have on the re- – or at least had on the rec- registers of McDonald's that had pictures of the food instead of the words kind of thing to mm-hmm. try to be able to uh, allow the lowest common denominator. So Yeah, yeah they've they, got pictures they of like a guy these, with a gun to pictures. his head.
1: There's a, there's an a icon of like a, a girl sh- delivering a baby. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: or literally a baby dropping out of a girl. Yeah. Yeah. But she keeps <laughs> hovering over as he says key words. And he finally, mm-hmm. says, he finally says, I just don't know where I am. So she finally goes over to the picture of uh, a stick figure with a bunch of question marks, like doing the, eh? so she hits that. And then the computer says, please go to room. So-and-so. No, oh, please go to the room. diagnostic area. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> That's a horrible area too. <laughs> in the diagnostic area was, was,
0: was, was, that'd be a horrible experience in itself. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. at this point he goes to, before he does that, he goes over to the water fountain tries to get a drink and it comes out like this green color. He's like, you know, uh, he asked somebody, it's like, Hey, I think this water fountain has, or this fountain has Gatorade in it. Uh, do you know where I can just get some water? Which starts the running joke of what, like from the toilet? <laughs> uh, uh, do you know, is that guy was a doctor too? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, then he goes to this diagnostic area, which is a little archway. With various <laughs> diseases on the top like like you've won. Yeah, you have E. coli.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is someone having a bad day?
1: <laughs> Guy has a whole wrong. bunch of, of like dongles. He's like, this one goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. This one goes in your ass. And it, <laughs> once he starts putting them in his mouth and stuff, oh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. And he mixes yeah, the, them all up. Yeah, the
0: machine the machine goes, eh, and he's like, oh, wait. And he grabs them out and he starts like <laughs> literally uh, three-card mounting them in his hand. Yeah. This one goes in your mouth. This one goes to what? I, I'm not a, a huge uh, Luke Wilson fan and all, but I did love his facial expressions there. As he's, yes, he, he was genuinely concerned. <laughs> because the next scene is him just running back to the Brondo fountain and rinsing his mouth out. <laughs> so you have to think that he went ahead and did it.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Because <laughs> then, then good old it? Dr. Lexus, Justin Long. <laughs> In a fantastic performance, he comes in. He's oh, like,
0: yeah. Hey, man. So, so your stuff says you're all fucked up.
1: Kick yeah. ass. Don't want
0: to sound like a dick, but you but I got your chart here and it says you're fucked up. <laughs> you talk like a fag and your shit's all fucked up. <laughs> Don't, and, and it also says you're a tard. Don't worry though. Plenty of tards out there living kick ass lives.
1: my wife's a tard and she she's a pilot (laughs) she's a pilot (laughs) which is scary in itself that there's
0: pilots in this world (laughs) (laughs) which we see a couple times with planes uh particularly Mm. the two planes i remember seeing in this movie both crash yeah one was already crashed and one was crashed by the cops but we'll get to that uh (laughs) but this is about the time where joe as he's as he's Talking to him, looks down and sees a magazine. I don't remember what what it was, but it gives the date as March 2505. And He kind of writes it off at a second. He's like, wow, that's a a really odd typo. So then Justin Long finally prints out his receipt of how much he has to pay for this Mm -hmm. visit that gave him absolutely no help. And it had the exact same date on it. So this is when he starts putting things together in his head. Fortunately, this is also when Justin Long realizes he doesn't have this barcode Tattooed on the inside of his left arm, he's like, "Well, where, where, where's your? Uh, why not you have uh, barcode? Like he starts speaking weird too. Why not? Why not have you barcode? Oh, unscannable,
1: unscannable. I want to know why he was so terrified when someone's unscannable. I mean, he was generally scared. Is <laughs> the daywalker man?" <laughs> <laughs> But Joe actually walks over to the to the window while uh, while Doctor Lexus is flipping out, and he sees the state of the city right now. Oh, You've God. got you got a couple of skyscrapers that are like duct taped Those together, tethered together. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, there's inter, like interstates a, that go nowhere, and you got cars
0: crashing off of you them. You got cars just <laughs> continuously driving off of them. <laughs> oh, and was, the piles that was of a garbage. Great little portrayal. Or that was a
1: great little portrait yeah. of the city. So Joe leaves the doctor's office and he starts roaming the streets, and we get another voiceover, uh, and it tells us a little more about about the the day of the age that about he's 2505,
0: in. 25.05, yeah,
1: yeah. How and it flashes to some some cool scenes of the the clock tower is flashing twelve digitally. 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we get to see that the number one movie, yeah, the number it's one movie ass. in America is called Ass, and it won eight Oscars, including Best Screenplay.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's literally 90 minutes of a bare ass farting on screen. So he, apparently at this point, he actually went into a theater because it shows him in the theater watching yeah.
1: it. I, I got to think that that's, that's a, a Mike Judge kind of dig at the, the film industry, especially yeah. considering the speech at the end of the movie. When uh, mm-hmm. when he talks about you know there can be a day again when you when you watch a film and you want to know whose ass it is and why it's farting you know it's, yeah, <laughs> I I, I, I got to think I mean that's that's too smart of dialogue to just be a yeah. random ass joke that's got to be a dig at the movie industry yeah and then we get to the
0: Carl's Carl's uh, Junior kiosk yeah the this lady's ordering trying to order Carl's Junior uh, with an extra order of extra big ass fries from this big, basically ATM. And unfortunately she doesn't have any money. So she starts getting mad and like hitting the machine, like, "God damn it, give me my food to which it, it sprays some kind of gas on her, which mellows her (laughs) out. (laughs) But at this point, Carl's Jr. Has decided that because she is broke, her children are starving. She is an unfit mother and her children will be placed in the care of Carl's Jr. You are an unfit mother. So he, uh, she drops like her bag of uh, the one piece of food that she did get and wanders away because she's now in this weird daze. So Joe goes over to pick it up to see if there's any food in it. And about this time, the cops come by immediately looking for the unfit mother. <laughs> sir, are you the unfit mother? And he's like, whoa, 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 that wasn't me. And as he brings his hands up, they also see that he doesn't have the barcode on the inside of his wrist. He's like, okay, sir. You were an unscannable, and they like uh, t- t- two guys come out of nowhere. <laughs> one yeah. of them tackles him; the other one completely misses him. <laughs> it looked like a football play, <laughs> it like a football tackle. And they throw him in the car. And uh, anytime he tries to talk, the guy in the front turns around and pepper sprays him. Because mm-hmm. they, they go to the trial first, right? Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah next scene
1: is, is is court where you've got uh, Stephen Root as the judge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great,
0: great one scene for I him. Forgot he was, i forgot he was in this with the hair too. He got the—he's got like the devil horns because his uh, uh, what was he? He's the honorable judge Hector, the hangman, <laughs> <laughs> doing a, a crazy southern
1: accent. What what you be Ejectifying about? <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: why prostitution? Why do you think he done it? <laughs> I, I, I love the prosecuting attorney. He was great. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Look at him. And everybody starts laughing. Second of all, we got like all this evidence and stuff. But seriously, judge should be (coughs) like, guilty. And then everybody starts cheering. Peace. Peace. And (laughs) and then Frito. uh, (laughs) Frito's Frito's his (laughs) his lawyer. Frito is his (laughs) court-appointed lawyer. (laughs) Shows up. Frito does does him no help. Because like while the prosecution's talking, Frito would chime in and agree with him.
1: He's like, says here you robbed the hospital. Why'd you do that?
0: I didn't. <laughs> You're supposed to be my lawyer. <laughs> I object. What you be objected to? I objected before this guy robbed the hospital. He also broke my broke my apartment, and then made me miss my favorite show. Out my balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so Joe gets convicted, gets sent to prison. But before we before we see him in jail, we get to see that Rita is also awake and yeah. roaming the streets. And she finds out that the, the uh, oldest living profession is
0: still active and going strong. And a hell of a lot easier when everyone around you are idiots. She's literally dragging a guy around and making him pay by the hour while she makes him wait. <laughs> so he's just sitting there with money. He's like, man, how, long, how much longer can I wait? It's like, uh, could you wait a day? He's like, man, I could wait two days. He's like, oh, okay. It <laughs> takes his money. <laughs> like That's good because I pay by the hour, young man. Yeah, you're still on the clock. (laughs) So we know that she's she's up, and she didn't have a a immediate run-in with the law like Joe did. Then we get back to well, well, she goes to make a
1: phone call. She she goes to make a phone call. There are nine thousand listings for upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, what was Nine thousand seven hundred and twenty-six. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then she has to pay a two thousand uh, dollar deposit to make a phone call on the AOL, Time Warner, Taco Bell, U.S. government long distance service. <laughs> yeah, she, it's, it's during the phone calls that when the uh, her her uh, I don't know what's
0: what's the word for guy hitting on a prostitute. I don't I don't know. Joe John Doe or John? I guess Johnny walks up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that, that's when when that all happens, but. She's got some money now, and then we'll check back in with her later. But we got to go back to Joe, getting processed processed for jail.
0: But, yeah, so we end up, uh, we go back to Joe is now being taken. Uh, Okay, sir, we're going to get you processed to get your tattoo, your ID tattoo and your card. (laughs) So I sit him down in front of this big-ass machine that he has to stick his left hand in. The machine's like, uh, please state your name as it appears on your federal document number AB-23 or something like that. And he's like, well, I'm not sure I have one of those. And the computer, of course, picks up the name, his name as not sure. First name not, last name sure. I want to say this is a prophetic moment of the show because voice recognition is still shit, 500 years in the future. And the fact, yeah, and he's he basically, it ends up confirming that his name is not sure and it starts tattooing that on his arm. And while it's tattooing on his arm, and causing pain that he wasn't expecting, it takes his picture. So he's got this really cringeworthy pic- picture too. Uh, and then they go take him to get his IQ test so that they can place him in the best jail job. <laughs> yeah, a, a great little aptitude test. Him the, dumbest, the dumbest questions in the world. Meanwhile, he's surrounded by these, for lack of a better term, complete idiots who can't do mm-hmm. the square peg in the round hole game to yep. the point where they're actually trying to hide their answers. From him so he doesn't <laughs> cheat off them
1: <laughs> yeah as as he's being led into jail you know he's he's got his jumpsuit on now and he's walking towards prison uh something that popped out on me and and I realized that it, it Joe is clean shaven throughout this entire movie, and so is almost everyone else. How is everyone clean shaven every single inmate
0: yeah. I wouldn't trust these people with razors. <laughs> so I'm,
1: I'm curious, how are these
0: idiots shaving? <laughs> they've got to have some like automated thing where you sit it down gotta and gotta for you. There's got to no, be. No human interaction. But he, 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 he comes up with
1: an ingenious plan to break out of prison. He, as he's being led into prison, he goes to the guard. Yeah, uh, I'm actually already bent here. So I need to be leaving now. And the guard hits him upside okay. the head. and goes, dumbass, you're supposed to be over there. <laughs> so he pretty much talks his way out of the prison and uh it makes a run for it it's a nice scene as he's running out you got two machine guns outside the prison <laughs> yeah. that are just stay escape escape and they start firing wildly in random directions and then they
0: shoot each yeah, other <laughs> they're not even firing at him they're firing in random directions and they turn around and face each other and blow each other up <laughs> as he's running away
1: did you notice the delorean no, he, he saying, runs ah. he, he runs past the DeLorean that's been like burnt up in a riot or something. It's just toast.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just sad. <laughs> but he runs God all the way to, to
1: Frito's apartment. Poor Frito gets interrupted again as he's watching another prophetic moment. Uh bang tube, the masturbation network. <laughs> Go away, biting. <laughs> so Joe uh kind of grows a pair finally and he starts talking. Talking tough a little bit. He's, he threatens to get uh, Frito disbarred, disbarred if he doesn't help him and uh, get, gets his attention. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't understand disbarred. He knew enough that it was a threat of yeah. some sort. Yeah. But then he, uh, Frito somehow says there's a time machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, it's 500 years in the future. I'm sure they have a time machine by now. I'm, I'm fairly certain they were kind of working on something like that back in my time. And Fredo's like, oh yeah, I mean there was a time machine, but it's like expensive. Uh, so he tries to talk him into, into it by uh, giving them the old. Well, uh, how about this? If you take me to the time machine, I'll go back and I'll open up a savings account in your name, so that it'll be worth a lot of money by the time by by this time. Which of course, uh, Fredo wants exact numbers. So he's like, uh, I don't know how many billions. Uh, so it turns out what ten billions. Good luck, Time machine costs twenty billion. He's like, all right, thirty billion. And he's like, oh whoa, then what's what's the minus the thirty and twenty um, eighty, eighty billion that's how many are, that's how many billions. I guess we could add uh, inflation to to the prop prophecy column there so so he's starting to pick up that he can just make shit up and people and, and people won't be able to call him on it uh, unfortunately. As he was running to Frito's, he apparently got scanned by a Coke machine uh, on the way. So the cops knock on Frito's door. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they make a run for it and uh, they get to Frito's car.
1: They, they randomly find Rita, don't they? I mean, she's just kind of walking yeah, so on the just, street. They're just driving around and they, and they see her. So they pick up Rita. Joe, brings Rita. Joe brings Rita up to speed as far as what the hell's going on. During that discussion, he, he accidentally gets scanned. Yeah, he, he holds his hand up and something scans him. And then uh, in another prophetic moment, the government turns off his electric car.
0: Yeah. Uh, that can happen now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it pops up on the, on the car saying, you are harboring a fugitive. Uh, release the fugitive now kind of thing. Uh, and they keep driving. And of course, it shuts off the car. So they get out, walk away. About 10 seconds later, tons of cops pull up and just start unloading.
1: Yeah, there's no announcement. There's no get out of the car. There's, there's a, they
0: just no, they just walk up and start blowing, blowing the uh, hell out The it. one guy with the rocket launcher that launches it the wrong direction, wrong direction, um, which of course takes out a plane. So that's the first plane. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see he fires it, looks around, turns it around, and as he's reloading to fire it again, you see the plane coming down in the background. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, this time uh, uh, the. As soon as Rita learned it's been 500 years, she starts freaking out because Upgrade will be uh, is going to be pissed at her because he's going to want his money. So she's not grasping the whole concept of Upgrade's not going to follow you 500 years into the future. Yeah, she's not she's not the brightest bulb either. And and by the way, maybe you should not <laughs> date somebody that's also your manager. <laughs> <laughs> so where she he, looks at him, he and helps me remembers. sell my
1: paintings and shit. Yeah. <laughs> So they make their way to Costco, which is where the time machine
0: yeah. is located. Before that, there's a there's a funny little scene uh, where they're wandering through like the wasteland of all the broken yeah. down uh, highways and stuff. And he's walking, and, and Joe's like, "Man, I sh- I could really go for a Starbucks." <laughs> to which Frito turns around. And it's like, I really don't think we have time for a hand job right now, Joe. <laughs> which doesn't make sense to us yet, but it, yet, it comes yeah. around fairly quickly. <laughs> So they finally make it to the, the Costco, which uh, as they're walking towards it, he's like, Costco's right over there. Costco is huge. Yeah, it's, it's probably, gigantic. It looks like it's five miles in the distance and the Costco building disappears into the horizon. It's yeah. literally a city.
1: They're greeted in the most wonderful way of welcome to Costco. I love you.
0: Yeah, which he, the guy just keeps saying to everybody. <laughs>
1: He had a picture of himself on his apron. Yes. Anytime I go into a
0: Costco, I say that to the first person I see.
1: <laughs> I gotta imagine that any Costco employee is tired of hearing that.
0: Uh, I don't it don't has, care. That has it's to be funny
1: Well worn joke. It's thing. funny to me. <laughs> see, if I was going there, I'd say, "Where,
0: where, what, what? aisle can I get my law degree in?" <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things. <laughs> He's like, uh, Joe asked him if he really knows where everything is. He's like, sure, I got my law degree here.
1: Yeah, I love the the difference in the the, the context of the state. He was like, you got your law degree here? Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> like it was some high achievement.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> well, my dad is alone. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking, yeah, they're 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 doing this as they're walking by what almost a square block of just red couches. The exact yeah, same weird. red couch. That was random. And then, and then they walk by another crashed jet that's crashed through the ceiling and still sitting yep. there. Uh, and then unfortunately, uh, this is where Rita uh, asks uh, if she can use the restroom. So she leaves. Joe accidentally gets scanned.
1: Before all that, we get to actually see a
0: Starbucks with oh, the yes. <laughs> uh, gentleman's latte. <laughs> yeah, and the gentleman's latte, full frontal latte, totally nude latte, And it was, it was all the, all the shops in there were like that. They were all, all had a dump. Uh, There was
1: was an H&R block with the the gentleman's rebate. Uh, (laughs) And then I think there was a chicken place. I can't remember
0: what it was though. And and all of them had, had like the stripper girls hanging out at the front front doors, (laughs) (laughs) a la red light district. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah. And this is, yeah, this is when they finally get to the train that he's talking about. That'll take him Mm -hmm. to the time machine. Joe is scanned and arrested again.
1: again. And while he's arrested at at the shuttle, though, if you look in the background, he's wanted for for being a dick, for escaping <laughs> from jail, and for fucking up lots of
0: shit. <laughs> and then while they're while he's waiting, like uh, as soon as he gets scanned, Frito freaks out. and He's like, "I'm not getting arrested. I want I like money." And he jumps on the train to where Joe goes over and stops the door, and he starts saying, "Well." okay, uh, tell Rita to go on and, and uh, go back in time or, or uh, I'll just jump on here and I'll go back in time and tell Rita never to get in the project and then she'll never have gone here. But wait, she's already here. So does that mean I never went back in time? Or wait, no, I just haven't done it yet. So he gets in this huge paradoxical question. Meanwhile, which gives the police plenty of time to come by and arrest him. And is just getting a headache. He's super confused and doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, he just takes the train, and Rita walks back from the bathroom uh, right as he's being taken away. So she kind of like steps away, like, uh, "Okay, I'm not getting caught up in this."
1: Joe then gets taken not to jail, but he gets taken to the White House, which is which, which has
0: <laughs> which looks like a trailer park front yard. It has yeah. have an over an uh, above ground pool with a couple of broke down cars and a swing set in the front lawn. Yeah, the Rose Garden looked a little different. Yeah, it's a little, and it, it explained that he was taken there because uh, the president saw his IQ test, and it was the highest one ever recorded.
1: He meets meets the uh, the current cabinet, which consists of the uh, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Energy, who yeah, who won a contest.
0: He was a, like a fifteen year old kid. He's a kid to be a cabinet Atter- Attorney General is there. <laughs> fun bags. <laughs> the Secretary fun of bags.
1: Education seems to be a uh, mentally <laughs> challenged person. Yes, but it was the it was President Camacho's stepbrother. Yeah, or, yeah I think it was his nephew. Maybe. I,
0: I, I can't remember. I have written down stepbrother.
1: Or one of them is, is the guy that keeps saying brought to you by
0: Carl's Jr. I can't remember what he said. Secretary, Secretary of State. Oh, State. He's, a, okay. he's State. He's the State State. And they basically wanted to make Joe Secretary of the Interior. Yeah, they're trying to
1: explain it to him. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho comes in.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's great. <laughs> uh, with, with a, with a cadre of strippers. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a little harem with him. Which Terry Crews puts in a great performance as yeah, President Camacho. Yeah, he
1: does. He knocks it out of the park. He's fun to watch as, as President Camacho.
0: <laughs> and he just walks in. It's like, so you're smart. I thought your head would be bigger. <laughs> Look at that little pea head. <laughs> the next scene goes to the House of Representatives and <laughs> President Camacho. How <laughs> so many good jokes
1: <laughs> there, there are?
0: He gets introduced like it's it's WWE. Uh, well,
1: and, and this is off. one of those things where the announcer is Mike Judge. You know, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the President of president America, America. and and he comes in like a say like a wwf style yeah uh intro this fog machine he's he's giving
0: giving the the hulkster type of poses (laughs) and he starts reading from the teleprompter which looks to be the same uh technology that we have today but literally the first word just comes up on the teleprompter shit (laughs) (laughs) i know shit's all fucked up right yeah he he gives a good little speech there i know shit's
1: bad we've got no crops we got the dust bowls but I got a plan. I got a three-point plan and it starts with this guy. Not sure. Yeah. And then, and
0: then he's got some hecklers in the front row. It's like, yeah, that's what you said last time, motherfucker. West side or some shit like that. South Carolina. <laughs> like, yeah, South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out a fucking machine gun and starts firing in the air <laughs> to shut everybody up. <laughs> I got my three-point plan to fix everything. We got this guy. Not sure. He's got the highest Q, IQ of anyone alive, and he's gonna fix everything. <laughs> and he, he
1: starts. And he he does it kind of like a kind of like a preacher. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna fix the economy. He's gonna fix all the crime, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna do it all in one week. <laughs> yeah, and he also commits to
0: one week.
1: And, and I think there was also from the voiceover there was. Acne,
0: he's going to cure acne and something else. Yeah, uh, acne to something like that, athlete's foot yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get down to the presidential parade, Camacho riding in like a chopper-style trike with Joe <laughs> on the back. He starts talking about him, and he's like, oh, pass me a beer. This is where we get a, a
1: nice conversation, though, between the two as far as – you can see that President Camacho has some intelligence, at least compared to everyone else we've met, which I assume is, is why you know he, he succeeded did. to the point of presidency after his porn career and you know wrestling career. But the I got to give Camacho credit; he cares about America. He's trying to solve
0: the problems and doing the best he can. And based on yeah, based on everything, he actually has found the right guy for the job. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, and he he not only thinks it, but it it actually is true. But we don't know at this point. We don't know what the problems are yet. What the main thing of the problem is. Yeah. So Joe's freaking out. Like I don't know how to be the secretary of anything. Uh, I don't know how to solve all these problems. So uh, yeah, they they end up back at the White House with a, with a nice little uh, pre shot of everybody jet skiing in the reflection pool. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice little thing. Yeah, like a trailer park around the whole <laughs> yeah. mall. Uh, and then they're all sitting around the cabinet table, and the secretary of uh energy is like, do something smart.
1: Why why is the cabinet table through the wall? <laughs>
0: like, why why is <laughs> apparently
1: the, the, they couldn't the cabinet doesn't move it? In the Oval Office, there's a gigantic hole in the wall where the table is halfway through for and they don't explain any of it as to why. <laughs> and, and there's there's no reason at all. <laughs>
0: And my, my theory is they couldn't figure out that you could move the table. They just had to keep making the table longer or something. Like, well, the wall's in a way. Well, just move the wall. So he, he has the people at the White House bring him Frito. Yeah. And so Frito… So he could, uh, so he could try to escape at that point. But, yeah, he's still uh, trying to just getting, escape. Yeah, at this point, he's trying to get out of it and get uh, back to the time machine. But Frito starts, tell, giving him, starts trying to give him directions. He's like, well, you go around to this way and then that way. Like, wait a minute, let me start again. You know where the time machine is? It's right over there. (laughs) Well,
1: Frito is just like, everyone gets laid at the White House. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Joe has no choice but to play along and he's, okay, let's go, let's go look at the crops. But I think he, this is where he first says, you know, sometimes you got to lead, follow, or get out of the way. And they're like, whoa, did you
0: just make that up? Uh, yes. Yes, yes yes i, I did. did so he yeah the crops was the first one everybody mentioned so he's like all right screw it let's go look at those crops So they go out to the fields and of course this is the whole dust bowl problem and the entire field is just brown i did like that they had the mentally challenged secretary of education on the machine gun uh, on the top <laughs> of the butts <laughs> yeah and this is also oh and also while he was uh while he was saying like let's go to the crops but can you go and find Rita? Mm-hmm. So we had him had him go pick up Rita. So, so while they're so out could, there, so he the could crop, utilize her. Yes, utilize <laughs> her. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> yeah, that's a screenshot for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: uh Frito, Frito gives him a map while they're out there looking at a field, and the map is <laughs> very
0: inconspicuous
1: drawn, <laughs> drawn like a kindergartner.
0: Yeah, time machine it just says you are here time machine and it's got a squiggly little line like bugs bunny would draw yeah. time <laughs> like, machine oh, m-a-s-h-e-n-e-n M- machine. E- e- <laughs> machine
1: uh so he so joe's frustrated uh but then they uh they bring in rita who they they were able to get out on a, a work release whoring license because she she got <laughs> arrested for stiffing yeah, that guy she got arrested for <laughs> 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 uh so him and rita go down to the tree line and they 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 talk about making a break for it to the costco yeah he has
0: to explain why he has to go has to has to go with her privately though he's like so we can talk discuss things and they're still looking at him he's and he does the whole uh finger through the handhole, and they all oh yeah and meanwhile rita has no idea what's going on so she but knowing what her true profession is she probably isn't phased by it much she just yeah, looks at him like what the hell are you getting at kind of thing And they start walking back and this is about the time the watering system comes on right yep the irrigation system kicks on the irrigate yeah the irrigation thing comes on it's all brondo he notices this that green stuff He's like wait a minute why is this brondo the light bulb goes off yeah and then we get the the voiceover again explaining the whole satori brondo so brondo which is basically kind of a knockoff gatorade yeah during the budget crisis of 2330, viewed water as a, um, a threat to their profit margins. So during that budget crisis, Brando was able to buy the FCC and the FDA and eliminate water. Yeah, the, the montage shows the, the, the food uh, triangle. <laughs> yeah. Just, eventually, Brando, Brando takes everything. up the entire food triangle. So yeah, which, which explains all the previous jokes about why people don't understand water. Yep. So, yeah, the light bulb hits off, and he's like, "Well, I don't know much, but I do know that you have to water crops." Yeah, they they go back
1: to the yeah the cabinet meeting again, and, and he's really struggling to explain to them that water should go on crops, and they, they keep going in this circular conversation of, uh, "But Brando has what plants crave?
0: Well, what's that? It's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. What is an electrolyte? It's it's, it's what plants crave. Plants crave." But why does it break it? Because Brando's got it. <laughs> well, I never seen any any crops in the toilet, which is technically a logical response to that. It's probably the smartest thing that kid has ever said.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he gives yeah up he and finally gives up them, and
0: I can, do, I can talk he, to plants. He tells them. Yeah, he tells them I can talk to plants. So it's this shot of him holding a glass of Brando and a glass of water leaning down and listening to the plants and then he holds up the of glass of water. Like the plants told me they want water. So that's how he <laughs> convinced. Them. I totally forgot about that scene.
1: Yeah. Joe gets to put forth his plan to, to water the plants. And now they just, now they're in a waiting game. Uh, yeah. And then we have a nice conversation between Joe and Rita in, in the white house bedroom, which uh which I thought this was a good line from Rita. Uh, Do you think Einstein walked around thinking everyone was a bunch of dumb shits? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's a good know. line.
1: Yeah. It, may, it kind of makes you, you know, ponder the question itself. He's like, you
0: know, I don't know. And then she's also you know, because he's being so sweet because she she found out that he is the one that got her pardoned and everything. She's like, you know, you don't have to sleep on the floor because he's in the middle of making a bed on the floor. Uh, and at this point, of course, he still thinks that Upgrade is her boyfriend that they're going to mm-hmm. go back in time with. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm also I'm pretty sure Upgrade wouldn't like the idea of you having a stranger in your bed. To which she just cracks the fuck up laughing. <laughs> yeah, she, she just. Laughs. Of course, he doesn't understand. I don't, I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't know if he she ever told him what she used to do. I doubt him, it, but it never came up in the movie. He may be smart there, but Joe's still an idiot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then the uh, fade into the next morning. A uh, brick comes through the window, and Rita
0: bolts up. Oh shit! It's upgrade. It's upgrade. Oh, shit, it's upgrade. <laughs> to which there's a huge protest outside.
1: Yeah, it turns out that uh, damn near everyone is employed by Brondo. And with the water thing, Brondo's stock tanked all the way to zero. And the the company itself, so we, we talked about bots earlier, auto laid off
0: everybody. <laughs>
1: So now everyone's out of yeah. work.
0: Which, yeah, we get a video conference from uh, a nice little cameo by Thomas Hayden Church as the yeah. Bondo CEO explaining everything about how it did the auto layoff thingy. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody's without a job, and now they're pissed off at, at Joe. He gets arrested again. We get the Fox News channel. So the, the movie takes a dig at Fox News. Yeah. So uh, run by a bunch of pro wrestlers who, by the way, talk normally during their broadcast. So I'm wondering yeah. why they don't get shit for it.
1: I have that as a note for later in, yeah. in my like stray thoughts. Yeah. Well, they're all scantily clad uh, yeah. on screen. You know, just so to say, it's just kind of a, a dig at Fox News, especially back then where everyone, you know, had to show leg and stuff. The anchor is Velveeta and, and she's got a corset yeah. on. And then the, the other guy has, uh,
0: is just shirtless. Yeah. He's got like a little one uh, singlet. And then they toss it out to the reporter in the field out in front of the trial, who uh, also is, for the most part, talking normally. And then she starts describing the trial. It's like, Joe, first of all, Joe came up and said some bullshit. And then the prosecution was like, hell no. And then the judge's like, you guilty. <laughs> and they were, and we're back. <laughs> so we don't get to see this trial. We just get, uh, yeah, we just get the artistry artist re- renditions of them. And <laughs> yep. them which look like crayon
1: paper. <laughs> Joe is sentenced to one night of rehabilitation, which doesn't sound which so bad. He doesn't, doesn't think it's too bad. Yeah, Rita gets to go talk to him uh, in prison, and she's like, "Why don't you just break out again?" It's like, "Oh, they fixed that problem. They chained me to a big rock, <laughs> and That's literally, a he's rock. chained to the gigantic rock." <laughs> but it's it's a good conversation again. I, I like their chemistry. They're they're a good. Good couple there because they, he, he has this character moment where he, he he's kind of given up. He he's like, I'm done. Kind of yeah. He says people need to read. They need to learn. They need to get out more and get everything they can out of life, which is everything that he didn't do. He's mm-hmm. regretting how he lived his life before. So he has a good character change moment.
0: And then they push the rock down the stairs <laughs> And then yeah, they just push the the rock down the stairs and he just stands there like Bugs Bunny until he's ripped away. Yeah, that would have ripped his leg off. <laughs> At least his foot. And now and now it's time for Monday Night Rehab, which is in a giant arena like monster truck style. Mm-hmm. Uh the announcer is Mike Judge, as we mentioned earlier. <clears throat> they introduce all the
1: all the combatants and you've got I yeah, I didn't the, get their names, the, the, but they're but they come driving in on these gi- gigantic, uh, you know, uh, they call them the dildosers. monster trucks. Dildosers. Yeah, they call them the yeah.
0: dildozers. <laughs> bit of, bit of compensation there. Giant there. monster truck with big ass dildos. Um, yeah. And then Joe's like, I get a car too. I get a truck too, right? He's like, yeah, here it is. And it's like this little broken down Geo Metro with a giant purple dildo duct taped to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just flapping. <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to shut and the and door on his chain. face. Yeah, the, look on his face right there. It's like. Yeah, he gets in, they keep trying to shut the door. And he, he's like the chain guys. And there's like, door won't shut. What do we do? And in the meantime, you know, they're, they're walking as he's walking around, they've got a bulldozer or not a bulldozer, uh, a forklift with the giant rock following him so they, so he can walk. And they decide to just drop the giant rock. I love Luke Wilson's face,
1: facial expressions again. He's, he's yeah. reached a point of indifference just like as they're trying to shut the door the chain guys it's just literally chain.
0: yeah it's just and then they when they drop the rock he,
1: it's again just a, a roll of the eyes like oh my god these people
0: <laughs> <laughs> they drop the rock and crush the back bo- the back half of the of the car
1: and they also have a third correctional officer in a correctional vehicle uh name of beef supreme, <laughs> beef supreme. <laughs> who's coming out of retirement for this played by a third wilson brother i feel bad i didn't catch his first name but it's owen and luke's brother uh, but he's funny. I actually always thought it was um yeah. stifler. Um, yeah, he's guy. I always I thought it was Stifler. Uh, Didn't realize it was another Wilson brother.
0: Yeah, the name uh, escapes but, me. But, but <laughs> while all,
1: uh while all this is going on, you've also got Frito and Rita back at the White House. Frida's packing because they're gonna and Frito's gonna take her to the time machine. Well, Frida's looking out the window, Frito's watching rehab on the TV. Oh, I love Monday Night Rehab. <laughs> I still chuckle just thinking about it. Rita sees uh, sprouts out the in the rose. yard. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a rose, so there's there's plants are are starting to grow. <laughs> so she's like, Frito, can you take me over there?" He picks her up <laughs> and carries
0: her to the TV. She yeah, she points she points <laughs> to the TV. He just picks her up and carries her to the TV. Like, no, you fucking dumbass, the rehab center. In my, in my
1: rewatches, that might have been my my biggest like. Just just laugh at the movie because like it was it was it, yeah, it came out of nowhere and, and I not didn't remember <laughs> that at all. It was so stupid. That's funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then we had Beef Supreme uh, being announced in the giant ass dozer, which is just like a super-sized version of the dozers, and it's of course the, the way too dozer. big to fit through the door. Like you see the you see the dildo front end come through the door and it slams into the wall. And then he backs up a little bit and tries to run through the door again. He slams in the wall again, and it eventually crumbles and crushes the entire truck. And they're like, oh, maybe it was too big. We seem to be experimenting some terminological differences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the pre- president just stands up and is like, get on with it. Let's go. So he just starts. Uh, he starts the thing right then and there.
1: Then, uh, so, so yeah, there's a kind of a battle royale between Joe and the two dildozers. Uh, he pretty much gets them to to run into each other, and they blow themselves up. While that's happening, Rita and Frito get there uh, because I guess DC is the size of the Eastland Mall. You know, it's it's all free. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, right it's not Costco by any means. <laughs> so uh, they're they're trying to get, convince the president that there's actual crops. So they saw lines of of crops starting to grow on their drive-in. You got two things happening at once. Now you got Rita and Frito trying to convince the president that there's crops. And then you've got Joe who's now defeated the two guys, but beef Supreme is still alive. Yeah. He's
0: starting to climb out of the rebel and they give him a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the president tossed her to aside. He's like, I didn't see any crops. She's like, well, shit. And she looks, she looks up at the big screen. She looks down at a camera guy. She walks over like, how would you like to make some money? The guy's like, I like money. So instantly, Frito and this camera guy become friends. I can't believe you like money too. We should hang out. <laughs> so he, she uh, is going to stay at the arena and run the cameras. And she sent those two out to over by the Starbucks where all the they found all the crops. So she runs into the uh, camera studio. She's like, they, uh this this guy sitting there." And she's like, "They need you uh, for some difficulties out on the on the floor, President." Needed somebody, and he's still sitting there. And he's like, "There's a bunch of hookers in the hallway," <laughs> and he run, he jumps up and runs out. So then she sits there and she's basically uh, watching the individual camera feed, waiting for them to get uh, on site so she can throw it up on the big screen. I loved the jumbotron controls in the control room. Yeah, four but- big four
1: buttons. L- literally four screens: one, two, three, four, and then four you know, big
0: red buttons: one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Lowest common denominator. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. <laughs> so now you've so now you've got Beef Supreme has both a ro- a uh, flamethrower and what appears to be like a fireball launcher. So he's chasing <laughs> he's chasing him around, and I'll and I'll say Beef Supreme is probably the uh, the one of the funnier non main characters in there of just how he's playing to the crowd.
1: Yeah, and yeah. everything
0: when Joe's hiding and he he does the whole uh, is he over here. And the, and the crowd keeps pointing at him and it's like oh is he over there and everybody keeps uh, starts <laughs> even, even the, the right announcer way. cuts
1: in he's he behind the rock stupid
0: <laughs> and meanwhile Frito and camera guy get to the uh, get to the field which is of course next to a Starbucks uh, and they start to walk over it and then they turn around and look at the Starbucks half price gentlemen's lattes and like it's oh a good deal. That's a good you, deal. You, you can't can't pass up a good deal. Yeah, I like me a latte, and they both then they both go in there. <laughs> they forget while they're, why they're why they're there. <laughs> they're they're both and Rita's watching this and can hear them and she's like, oh god damn it!
1: Joe gets a hold of the uh, the announcer's microphone and he starts making a very passionate plea, and and you know they show people
0: kind of listening or you know drinking yeah, their big gulps, whatever. Out. Yeah, even Beef Supreme is like, hold on, let him talk, kind of thing.
1: Rita switches the camera to his close-up. And uh, once he's done, it goes nowhere because then it goes over to Beef Supreme
0: and he he gives a little
1: little hand gesture. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. and everybody starts laughing. And then they start to pull the mic away. So Joe jumps and grabs the mic to be hoisted up in the air to where Supreme switches back to the flamethrower tries barbecuing him and while that's happening Frito and camera guy finally come out of the uh, uh, Starbucks yeah they weren't in there long yeah (laughs) (laughs) just throwing that out there they are gentlemen (laughs) use use that information however you will
1: I forget what they fought about but but they but uh, the Frito punches out the camera guy
0: and the camera lands right next to a plant. so that's when Rita sees it switches it to the main screen Cause they were fine. It, it, it was Frito remembering because there was a sign for Monday night rehab on the side of the Starbucks. He's like, I, I think I remember why I was here. He was trying to read the word what.
1: rehabilitation.
0: Oh yeah. Why, why trying to read and that the camera word? I was like, why are you, word? Would you use some kind of F word? <laughs> Not F word. I guess that's, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't help. Would you, would you use some kind of tart or fag or something yeah, like that yeah, is yeah. what he said. Uh, Frito punches him and that lands the camera. And then after a few seconds, Fredo finally remembers what he is because he looks over and sees the camera pointing at the flag. Oh! So he goes and grabs the camera and starts running it up and down the field. The correct thing to do. And he finally sits it down, puts his face in it, and he's like pointing at it and gives a thumbs up. And then and finally, right before Joe is about to be barbecued by Beef Supreme, and (laughs) Cabacho comes up and just body checks him out of the way and gives him a pardon. And holds his hand up like he won. Deuce ex Camacho. So
1: uh, yeah, Joe is, is pardoned by Camacho. And they have a big White House party. And Rita tells him she's decided to stay in the future. She's, she's actually been given a new job. She's a CEO now of Starbucks.
0: <laughs> Starbucks. <huh. laughs> so That's that a little f- joke fits there. in with her skill And set. then Camacho, Camacho has decided to make Joe the, his vice president. So they can help solve the, all the other issues.
1: There, there's some uh, governmental questions there, though. I mean, who, who was VP yeah. before? It's a, it, it, that's not how it works.
0: <laughs> but he starts naming off some of the other issues, like the leaky nuclear reactor in Florida. I thought it was in Georgia. Florida's in Georgia, dumbass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After her learning that there's more problems to solve that he can maybe help with, Joe decides. You know, he says, "Screw the time machine. I'll stay here." And someone yells, "Yeah, that, that ride sucks anyway." Yeah, that, that ride sucks anyway. <laughs> so we get to see Joe, Frida, Frida, Joe, F- Frito, and Rita on the actual time machine
0: ride. It's like a like a haunted mansion style. Yeah, or like it's a small uh, world ride, type yeah. thing where they go through the U.S. history <laughs> of when Charlie Chaplin and his Nazi regime <laughs> try to take over the world <laughs> with dinosaurs until the UN. Which of course <laughs> the, is the UN. Until um, a greater force emerged, the Un and it Un Nazi the Un Un Nazi, un, the, un, un, Nazi, un Nazi the world. world. <laughs> I, I particularly uh, love the I particularly love the dinosaurs. Yeah, the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dinosaurs with a swastika and a U.S. flag. <laughs> yeah, and then we get towards the the wrap up of the movie where Joe is actually elected president. Not sure. Name's Frito is mm. his VP. Uh, Joe gives a, a good speech about how how things could be. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you know, good, better
0: movies, better people, better, yeah. better people. But you know, people can learn, people They're can right. read, yeah. And Rita, as as the first wife or the first lady, so those two yeah. actually and do end up together. And they had three of the smartest children in the world. Frito with his, what was it, two or three girlfriends? Yes, no, eight wives and 32 dumb children. <laughs> of the dumbest children on the planet. So maybe he didn't fix everything right away, but
1: still. Uh, it's a good ending. And uh, and then there's actually a post credit scene. Yeah. Uh, Upgrade apparently joined the same army program. He uh, slowly gets out of the, the pod. Uh, full full pimp get up. Full blue. Pick, pick. Blue velvet yeah. suit. Looking good. And he puts on mm-hmm. his hat and he starts walking away. He says, I'm gonna find this hope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved this movie. Oh this yes. was great. Such a this is such a great movie. I want to know more. I want I I wish there was an idiocracy 2 or just something. Well, I don't know, maybe there a, you know a comic or
0: something that explained this world. I want to know what what happens there. There's, there's gotta be a wiki some somewhere that somebody's written about what they think all the steps that caused it from 2005 to 2505. That would be a great little read.
1: Yeah. I want to know more about the president Camacho government. I I, want to know how, how the laws work. I want to know, I want to know this universe, just the current one that Joe falls into. And then also I'd love to see how things are going, you know, four years on eight years on into his presidency. I, I just think that's,
0: because there's a lot of a lot to could do with yeah, that. There's a lot of things on there that obviously, you know, fixing the crops and killing the dust bowl was kind of an easy one with water. Uh but mm-hmm. fixing a leaky nuclear reactor is probably a little above Joe's pay grade, right? So I don't know how he's going to uh work on that one. I would like to know uh, though, yeah.
1: you just you know, how things work in this for technology-wise. You know, they've got they got video teleconferencing. They have airplanes. They've got shuttles, you know uh, and they got all these things. these things take maintenance, these things take big
0: buttons. Uh, <laughs> <yeah. sighs> they're all big no, you think it, it so my guess is at some point the technology got to a point where it could mostly run itself, uh, obviously except for the Roomba in the in the hospital. But I'm pretty sure the operation is just a bunch of big buttons with pictures. so they they tried to make everything so user friendly that people stopped knowing how things actually worked.
1: Was Frito driving the car, like steering wheel, or was it automatic, like auto drive? I don't remember.
0: I I think he was driving. So he had to pass a driver's license But test. it might have it might have been as it might have been as simple as press a, press a button to go forward, press a button to go backwards, <laughs> and turning a wheel.
1: But yeah, I've, I've listed here like cars t. Cars, TVs, video conferencing, medical scanners, train shuttles, irrigation systems, correctional vehicles, flamethrowers, video cameras. People got to build these things. How, how are these things functioning in, in, with the people yeah. that we saw? I, I want to know. Note. <laughs> Would you like to know more? But overall, it was a very tight script. I mean, there was really no villain other than the stupidity of the generation. Stupidity. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of the villain upgrade for comic really, book. The villain is yeah. evolution. Yeah, fucking Darwin. Yeah, but there was all kinds of good call- callbacks, like the lead foul, get out of the way, and all the side characters were. It, it was brilliant to put a boring Luke Wilson, who did who did a good job playing boring, but mm-hmm. surround him by these crazy ass characters that were just a ton of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. We should probably touch on politics just for a moment oh man what's prophetic and what's not uh if we must i think that a lot of people are going to be like oh camacho trump i'm not even going to go there because i actually liked camacho as a president he how do i want to put this he really cared for america he's unorthodox but he wanted to fix the country's problems He, he truly did I think if it's anything prophetic in this movie about government, it's the cabinet and the stupidity of yeah. the people surrounding uh
0: oh yeah. Uh yeah, the fact that you could become a cabinet member by member by uh winning a uh radio contest or the nepotism of just appointing yeah. his stepbrother or cut or nephew or whoever he was. And then I mean, how do people get medical licenses? <laughs> what do you have to do to get a medical license <laughs> in this time? Because Costco. neither of the two doctors, we—I
1: <laughs> the I, I assume, I assume they all went to Costco.
0: <laughs> I do have note
1: here that I say about the slang talk. It, it's a bit inconsistent uh, when you get to the the guards, the announcers, and the TV hosts. They still mm. use the words of the slang, but their but their dialect They've is professional. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know if that's intentional for uh, their positions because it's only like those people. I mean. Even the cabinet talks like idiots, except for President Camacho as president. But like the, the guards, they seem to be just they've memorized certain words. Yeah. They, they seem more like robotic in it. And same with the police. Yeah, the police and the guards. Yeah, same, same bucket.
0: And the, yeah, gr- grammar is out the window. The police seem like the, the whole thing of how they have to say, OK, sir, at the beginning of every sentence. Yeah, but the TV
1: announcers—they, you know, using the same wor- words as far as like, you know, this, it, it was bullshit. But like, but they they speak in complete sentences at least, because mm-hmm. the the basic population seems to be able to read.
0: So somewhere along the lines, they learn the alphabet and h- how to read, or or read read small words, and then they know corporate logos. Yeah, so they obviously know Starbucks, but they don't know rehabilitation. They could read half off gentlemen's lattes, but then it was somebody had to make somebody had to make the sign. Yeah. So somebody had to know that that's how rehabilitation was spelled. So
1: someone had to had to think, "Hey, you know, it's time for a half off gentleman's latte sale and did some marketing analysis to do that."
0: Yeah, so there's still a big range of smart and dumb people even though compared to Joe, they're all dumb. Yeah. You know, it's all relative. So obviously the cameraman is dumber than Frito. Frito is dumber than Camacho. Camacho is probably the smartest guy other than Joe. I almost
1: feel that there is a, a shadow organization in this world of still smart people that are running it.
0: <laughs> this is the new world order. We're all fucked.
1: I did notice that the uh, the American flag only had twenty five stars on it. Oh, good catch. I didn't I didn't even see that. Uh, but there's and the eleven stripes. So it's your best guess as far as either they don't know how to make flags anymore.
0: Or they combine some states. Obviously not North and South Carolina, because we still have North Carolina. Or some states seceded. You never know. Uh, yeah, yeah, It's 500 years. Who knows?
1: But yeah, 25 stars. That's a that's a big dip. That is a big dip. A good double feature is to watch this movie and then WALL-E. <laughs> uh, yes. My last little bit here was... Uh, the Surgeon General's warning on the, the Tarleton's billboard. Warning, the Surgeon General has one lung in a voice box, but
0: he could still kick your sorry ass. <laughs> I still like that Tarleton's. If you don't smoke <laughs> Tarleton's, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I kind of wonder how the actual companies, the real companies like Ruckers, Carl's Jr., what i was reading
1: is that the it that was the reason why this got pushed through and and kind of hidden from from distribution so by by con- contractual uh 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 deals it had to get a theatrical release but it was only like uh 6 weeks or less it was mm-hmm. it was in in a very select few theaters so they could meet their contractual congr- contractual obligations and then they they pulled it and then it was buried so for a while there only the hardcore mike judge fans really got to see it or because i didn't even this was never in theaters
0: yeah this was never put on tv (laughs) i'm fairly no no no. (laughs) it may it may have eventually made it to something like hbo years and years later but not an initial release there could be a lot of people out there that still haven't seen it yeah, I would be interested to see reactions from the heads of those companies, though, and see what they thought about it. Especially Fuddruckers. Because officially, I'm sure they can't say they thought it was hilarious, <laughs> especially Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers and or, Carl's I mean, Jr. or Starbucks. <laughs> Carl, or Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> they had to have a lot of fun making this movie. I was having way too much fun watching this movie and writing on on my notes. I didn't even bother at going with tropes. There's obviously some tropes in there, but... I didn't find anything that stood out as being too tropey or too obvious. I, I think this was just very well yeah. written from just a story point of view.
1: The, uh, none that are not like outside of the, the narrative. I mean, like the product placement yeah. and the, the bad future for America, that's, that's the point of the story. So you
0: can't really call those mm. tropes. So, I mean, uh, as far as uh, how this movie holds up today, personally – I mean, I haven't watched it in years. I've seen, I've seen it so many times, but I haven't watched it in years just because I had seen it so many times. And I could, for the most part, play the movie in my head. Mm-hmm. This is one of those where I just know almost everything. I remembered everything. So I would flat out say absolutely it holds up to this day. I, I agree. And it
1: was smart to put it 500 years in the future. Yeah. Uh, not like, uh, like Back to the Future 2
0: took place in what, 2015, yeah. It led to a a bunch of funny jokes on the internet about, you know, you have one year to make a hoverboard. Let's get cracking science. But uh, I would be interested. I would love to find out if people are uh, watch this 500 years in the, in the future and see what they see about it, (laughs) see what they think about it.
1: I do think it's, it's absolutely, you know, relatable and and holds up well over, you know, 10 years old and stuff. It's, it's just a matter of uh, your sense of humor, really. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not into this level of, of humor, like, like a wet hot American summer or office space, then it won't be, it won't hold up to you. you know, if, if you're not going to laugh at these jokes, then it, it's, it,
0: then it doesn't hold up. Then that's on, that's on you. Yeah. Um, it definitely had some political correctness issues, but every single one of them was part of the story. Part of the joke. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I would actually put this one up with uh,
1: blazing saddles. I will. Agree. It's it's it's, it's where it's part of the joke. Yeah, all of that political incorrectness—that's the point. And if you don't
0: have the sense of humor to laugh at it, sorry for your luck. Then it's the movie's <laughs> not for you. Yeah, I would love to see this movie from the point of just Frito. I put the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was either from Frito or literally like a West Wing style with President Camacho. Learning about this about this smartest man in the world and going out and trying to find him and learning that he was he was arrested for fucking up a bunch of shit.
1: I think that uh, Frito's journey through this would be fascinating to, to to watch and see just as far as his confusion and, and everything that happens from that. Uh, but I would also like to see Idiocracy too. You know, Upgrade's journey. I want to see yeah what happens to Upgrade. The rise of upgrade. You know, like if he just walks down the street and he sees a picture of the the new president, first, and his lady. first lady, you know, that's and he's like, oh hell,
0: no. <laughs> "Oh hell no, oh hell no, bitch, better have my money."
1: As far as a different version, uh, lighter, darker, whatever. I, I put darker. I, I I could definitely see this movie as as a dark and serious journey with with serious actors. It wouldn't be as good, but it'd be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. I was leaning on that, or maybe, or like a musical version of it, but I don't know if anybody can sing in this in this time frame. I don't want to hear any songs
1: in that hillbilly slang. (laughs) But it's it's the I I don't see the the stupidity coming across in the darker version. You know, they they yeah because it's a comedy, they can go way far into the how dumb the language is. And uh, I, I do not they would have to kind of raise their intelligence level a little bit for speaking if it was a darker version.
0: It would definitely not be as good without the comedy aspects. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is probably not gonna be uh, appropriate for your kids. No, 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 no. At least not for another 15 <laughs> this, years.
1: It, this had to be
0: watched in secret.
1: You know, I had to <laughs> steal away for, for a bit, but it, it's a quick movie, good crisp 90 minutes. Oh yeah. So for the uh, Cinema Decon Hall of Fame, uh, I want to go go first on on nomination this time. I want to. All right.
0: Because
1: I'm going a little unorthodox. Mm. For the for the Hall of Fame, we you nominate anybody that is involved in the movie, actor, actress, director, writer, whatever. And and I am going to nominate Mike Judge. Oh yeah. Writer director. I mean, I love all the character actors in this movie. They all did great. But I think that. Mike Judge just kind of put it all out there. He, it, it was a movie that kind of like Blazing Saddles, people could say, you know, this, this couldn't be made today. This movie barely got made and barely got distributed. But yet Mike Judge was able to put forth a hilarious movie with so many smart elements in there. And because it was kind of like an untouchable sort of thing from the studios, I think he was able to do it fairly his own creation, not a lot of interference and it comes across, and
0: big fan of Mike Judge overall. That's my pick. Yeah. So I was leaning towards Dax Shepard for his portrayal in there, but uh, now that you've said Mike Judge, I will absolutely agree with that. He essentially put this whole thing together, and it wouldn't have been anything without him. So I am absolutely on board with that. Congratulations to Mike Judge,
1: writer and director of Idiocracy and the newest inductee into the Cinema Decon Hall of Fame.
0: Uh, okay, now's the time on our show where we rank the movie based on our fan review while also adding in the IMDb rating. This is a 10-point scale, and the average will put the movie on our mega list. So for me, uh, I'm just going to find out, say this is one of the funniest and scariest movies I have ever seen. It will always be probably my top ten comedies of all time. Um, I'm going big on this. I'm giving it an eight point five. Well
1: earned, well earned. I am also a big fan of this movie, and uh, it's it was hilarious. I I, I, w- I would watch it again right now, and I encourage everyone out there to watch it. And my rank is an eight point four. Ah,
0: great minds. We combine that with the wonderful IMDb rating, which was not as uh, hopeful, and they gave that a 6.6. Oh, man. IMDb, why you got to do that? Bunch of haters.
1: It is, man. By our scores combined, comes out to a 7.83. Wow. This ties the three amigos for the number one spot. Yeah, yeah. That's good.
0: That's good for me. I actually, I assumed the IMDB rating was going to be higher. So it's all their fault, but it, yeah, you're right. you literally ties it. I gave three amigos 8.5 and so did you, uh, but I
1: gave this one 8.4. So just just, if I had to choose between the two, I would pick three amigos. And uh, IMDB gave three amigos 6.5, whereas it gave, it gave uh, this one so, so just a little bit of offset. So yeah, interesting
0: how the math worked out.
1: So, so we have a, a two way tie for number one right now. All right. So for a uh, media pitch right now, uh, Aaron, what are you watching, listening, reading, whatever these days, what you
0: got for us? A bunch of my friends have had been talking to me about this, uh, show, this Canadian show for a while, and it had been on my list to start watching. Uh, I just never got around to it. And uh, most of it, most of this was coming from my hockey buddies, I'm playing but the show is called Letterkenny on Hulu. It is basically about different groups of people up in Canada. You've got the hicks, the hockey players, the skids which are like the, you know, drug dealer emo types, the native folk, uh and it just it basically is just random random shit that happens in this small Canadian town. It is freaking hilarious. It's Ooh. great but like fast-paced comedy. I will say a lot of the comedy uh, is centered around the hockey player aspect of it. So there's a lot of uh, like hockey slang, hockey lingo in it, but I think it's, I think it's still funny. It's, it's just one of the hilarious ones. I actually uh, right before this podcast, I uh, went in and watched a couple episodes of it. Uh, And I know they're on Hulu right now, at least the newer ones that got picked up on Hulu. I don't know if Hulu has all the old episodes, but they're on like seven or eight seasons. I believe, I think I'm on season seven right now. Nice little short uh, six or seven episode seasons, but I would recommend it. It's just a really funny show.
1: I'll check that out. I I think I've I've heard Letter Kenny as far as somewhere,
0: but I didn't have a clue what it was about. And the other like the other one that I that always came up was Trailer Park Boys. And I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but uh, they're both Canadian shows. And to my understanding, they're both fairly similar as far as comedy type. So I have a feeling I'm going to like that one, too. But okay, cool. uh, yeah, Letter Kenny is just great.
1: So, uh, my media pitch for this episode is a, another podcast. I've been diving deep into this one lately. Uh, it's called Infamous America from Black Barrel Media. It is a historical true crime podcast with stories of the wildest and darkest chapters of America's past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so far, uh, I've gone, I burned through these seasons very quickly. First, season one was the Salem witch trials. Uh, then they had a season on Billy the Kid, uh, the 1918 Chicago Black Sox, the eight men out, mm. uh, Lizzie Borden, the Hatfield McCoys, Alcatraz, and I'm currently on the season where they go through the uh, L- Lufthansa heist from Goodfellas. Yeah. They do a lot of research, and I mean, I trust the speaker uh, as, as far as the authenticity of the, and accuracy of what they're saying. I- I've learned a ton about the because most of what I know of all that stuff, I've learned from movies or, or maybe a book here and there. Uh, but there's just so much extra. Uh, mm-hmm. le- le- learned a lot. So I, I encourage everyone to check out the uh, Infamous America podcast, available pretty much anywhere.
0: Well, I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah, great, great shows. And, and I will give a, a shout out to a, another uh, fellow podcast uh, called uh, Field of Screens, uh, which does sports movies i uh, been chatting with them quite a bit. They did a 10 cup episode right when we did. Huh. Uh, so I, I listened to theirs. They listened to ours and I've been, been chatting with them on the side as far as what we agreed on and stuff. So the, it's a, but it was a good episode. Uh, they've got a different, uh, quite a different format. Great show. I'm going to go back and, and listen to several of theirs of movies that we're not going to do because I, I don't like to listen to a movie that we are going to do. You know, I, I don't want to spoil what's in my head. Uh mm-hmm. I, I like to go in fresh. Good show. Good couple of guys. And they are also on that Excellent. list for the top uh
0: 60 pod chaser ones for September. Nice. Now it's time for us to spin that wheel and see what we're doing next. All right, here we go. Three, two, one.
1: 126. Ooh, we got a low one. Ooh, a drama finally. Mm. Good night and good luck. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen this one. This is an excellent movie. I've known about uh, it. It's just one of those I haven't seen. I have seen it once and uh we will we will talk about that in our pre-watch, but uh yeah, this is uh going to be a bit of a change for us away from the comedy.
0: All right. It's a serious one. I'm sure we can find some hilarious moments about it. See how long how well that comment stands up over time. <laughs> Oh, it, it, it's easy to make fun of Clooney. I mean, he's such a terrible actor, you know.
1: Just for for anyone that hasn't watched it or, or wants to know that Good Night and Good Luck is about uh, the broadcast network journalism decisions during the McCarthyism era, the 60s.
0: Oh, that's a uh, one.
1: 50, or 50s, sorry, of the 50s. So really, mm-hmm. really, really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love reading much about that era. I've seen a couple of movies about that. I just haven't seen this particular one.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to like this one. Uh, Written by Clooney, too, I think. I don't know who directed it. Maybe him. I don't know.
0: Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we hope you stay with us through this little experiment. What did you think of videocracy? Let us know through our socials, and we'll be sure to tell you how wrong you are.
1: Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website in the show notes to see the full list of movies we'll be covering and our rankings thus far. You can also visit us on our Patreon, where we'll try to post some random outtakes before the final cut.
0: We'll see you next time on Cinema, Cinema Decon. Decon. Run long? No. A podcast from the Sidereal Media Group.